Professor Harry Ingakulu. Welcome, Professor Harry. Welcome to Cape Talk. I hear you're in oh, Joburg. Thank you. Yeah, good, good night uh, and to you and your listeners. It's great to have you with us. Um, and we'll look at the political week that was. I look at it and literally this week like it was the po- political roller coaster week that was. What stood yeah. out for you? What stood out for you this week? Um, I think uh, the uh, issue of um, um, uh, undeclared political campaigning with people within the ANC, those who are vying for mm. uh, the leadership of the ANC, is one of the things that actually I noticed, uh, which has been you know going on for some time. But at least they intensify when you pick up uh, the newspaper media and other sources of media. Uh, like electronic media, you find that you know th- those are the issues that are uh, occupying the minds of a number of people. How do we then place that in 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 what could be happening between now and December? Um, I think the tempo will intensify as um, mm. we go towards December, and uh, particularly um, after the opening of the campaign. Um, uh, it might be, if one judges by what is happening now, uh, perhaps it will be uh, heating up more than what we have at the moment. Uh, because we saw there are stories, people who um, are the period of fake news. Uh, even when it's a story, somebody can deny that, you know, I didn't mm-hmm. say so. It was somebody who manipulated the system. So it's, it's likely to be intensified because, I mean, the stakes are high I mean, because it's not just you know, uh, an election, election of the leader of the ANC and um, possibly the head of the government and the state, head of state of the country. We, we have now seen that intersection of fake news, influence mongering through social media. So the Shaka Sisulus, all the other stuff. I mean, talking to Ayama earlier about how Lumka Olifant went on. I think she went on to Facebook. We're yeah. finding that social media intersection. That, that's a boiling pot, isn't it? It is. It is. I mean, and um, we have to accept that we're going to live with it forever. Uh, there might be some form of moderation, perhaps, mm-hmm. you know, but um, we can't do away with it. Uh, it played a very important role in American politics. Uh, last year, mm. and it's bound to play you know, a major role in any political activity uh, that seemingly um, divides particularly particular individuals or groups. So someone would actually take advantage of the uh, uh, social media. And and it will become more and more of a... I feel like it's where guerrilla warfare takes place in the new... Yeah, but- in the new uh, um, political, uh, if I could almost call it influence mongering, that that propaganda platform, unlike anything in the classic sense, you know, unlike the kind of propaganda machinery you might have seen in the old Cold War, this is very immediate and yeah. it can influence large groups of people. It, it's, it does, actually, you know, particularly the... Um uh, the younger generation who actually are the main, you know, consumer of um, electronic news these days. Um, moving, uh, they moved away from print media, and it gives them access to um, what, what, whatever they want to know. You get it from the social media. 
and and I think is the um is the price of democracy. It's not always coming in a positive way. Negatives are the expression of the democracy because you can't really say we well, outlaw it. You might find some ways of trying to control it, but um, there's nobody who can be able to say in a democracy that we're going to stop uh, the social media from printing fake mm. news because you always know it's fake news after the fake news has appeared. It's not. It's not so much. I think there's an obsession with the fake news component, yeah. Professor Harry. And let me remind yeah. everyone they can join us. O two one four four six O five six seven. If you want to join in on the line, give us a call. Political week that was. Anything you want to talk about, um, and then you can still SMS on three one five six seven. But Professor Harry, I would like to put in a very different thought to this. It's not so much the fake news as it is the mindset propagation, right? You're you're crafting a mindset. Now you deal with younger potential voters, so you create in their mindset a belief that, you know, this type of politic that that you're propagating is better than than your opposition. You finally craft relationships with them. You use figureheads, popular figures, celebrity endorsements, and even those who become, in a way, almost spokespeople, PR uh, mongers for you, and eventually what you get is the mindset you want. Yeah, I think you're right, because, I mean, uh, for me, more than 90% of the um, news that we get is you know, actually you no know, genuine news coming from the social media. Uh, I think um, fake news um, forms, you know, is a very comp- small component of the news that we consume from social media. Uh, so it's not, it's not, it doesn't dominate. It's just that you know, the, it does actually insert itself uh, within the genuine news. Yeah, but we have expressions um, on social media. We have yeah, statements yeah. on social media that sink yeah, in, yeah. like the the yeah. full Orlando Stadium or the you know the hashtags. Then a quick quote yeah. here or there. Yeah. Then a quick yeah. statement. But if you tie those together, they create what really, in, in, in true communication science, is an impression on the mind of the receiver. The, the impression yeah. you want to craft. Yeah. No, I think that that's um, when we need to accept that, you know, the um, uh, social media plays a very important role and I think critical role in the society very positively in most cases. Uh, it plays you know, positive news because it allows you to consume news uh, on the move. You don't have to go and wait when listen to the te- watch television or sit down and you know, on the radio, even radio these days. Even television, you can sit in a cell phone. So it depends on who wants to consume news in a faster way without having to go traditional media. So some of us who are used to that, you might use all of them. Yeah. But uh, we are in to the social media, but it should go down to back to the traditional source of information that you have used, newspapers and so on. But can my, my disruptive statement carry that we are in a new conversation, a new state of conversing around politics and society? And for many, yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to say this, shockingly so, for many it is not a a very intelligent conversation. It is yeah. not a, a conversation driven by analysis or, or I would almost say informed perspective. It can be a shouting match. It can be a, 
don't mess with us. We're the ANC. We're bigger, bigger than Coca-Cola. You know, we're the yeah. oldest political party. It can be a PR grand grandstanding. Then it can be something as simple as, oh, I'm this, what's his name, rap star. And, and you know, I back the ANC. So my constituency, my social constituency is with me, you know. These are the, the, the spaces that we're in. And they, I, I would venture to say, they're not that intellectual, you know. Yeah, but I think it's, it's, it's as I said, you know, it's part of the, it's becoming part of the political and social culture within which we live. And um, it's always with us as we go forward. Um, most of the information provided is just a quick information, spaghetti type of news. Um, most of it genuine information that we get across. But of course, you know, they are, they, in some instances, there's no depth in analysis, just presenting the information as people see it. And uh, that has got you know, a very important impact on those who want to make their views, their minds regarding a particular social and political direction. It's also been a week, Professor Harry, where we find ourselves now truly understanding that the SABC really, beyond the mess that it is, still becomes a political football. There's the draft report, and then there's walkouts, and then there's the fact that this report does not have recommendations yet. How do you see this thing playing out? Because the the, the state broadcaster is a, a major asset in our social development. Yeah, I think the... Um the SABC has always been, you know, um, struggling to um, emerge as an independent, you know, thinking state entity. Not only in South Africa, but I think it's a worldwide phenomenon. Um, even some of the um, mature uh, television stations in the industrialized countries, uh, they always find themselves caught up within uh, the political dimension of the activity. But I think what is encouraging now is that... Um, um, people are beginning now to talk openly and challenge uh, the manner in which you know, the SABC have been operating. Uh, this investigation perhaps has been the best uh, in analyzing the problem with living It's not that it's new yeah. uh, to people like you in the media and society in general. People have already known that that has been the direction. But I think, you know, um, Parliament has been in a first have to consider yeah. This is possibly a problem that we've been facing because uh, Parliament has been dodging discussing the issue of SATC until recently. But we've also and been do- dodging the, 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 actual, the actual role of the SABC in our social development. Yeah, I, th- I think that their personal interests, I mean, the, um, even those within the ANC were reluctant you know, to... Um, to go on the offensive against the, I mean, the, the SABC are now doing so because um, in a system in which, you know, the um, being a member of parliament depends on, on the, uh, at the level on which you are in terms of the list, uh, declining support from the ANC or any other political party. In, individual begin to look at, you know, last year or the last election, you know, uh, we were about 220 hours, you know, Number 200, you know, now that is declining, uh, I'm not likely to come back. So they have also a personal interest in fighting the problem with the SABC now by Parliament. 
and and beyond those those very linear roles of the SABC and providing your soap opera or your sport, has anyone, professors, anyone actually thought that since 1994 the SABC has not been a dynamic platform of our people's voices, thoughts, debates? It hasn't been that. No, it hasn't been. It doesn't even represent our youth. If, if, If I was to ask you where, and I make this example often, and I will make it till I go to my deathbed, where is a national youth radio station that has a social discussion platform and not um, the latest um, kum or, or gum music or whatever? Where's that facet of the SABC? I think problem has been the um, um, the leadership rather than individual journalism. The SABC they are very good and op- no, open-minded and objective mm. journalists who so have never been able to practice their own profession with the, the SAPC. So it's a problem of political and managerial leadership that exists. Uh, it depends on how who actually is appointed or selected to be a member of the board. But where, <laughs> where is the social development agenda? Where is the, 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 <clears throat> the media patriotism that says, you know, yeah, I, I agree with you, there might be brilliant journalists, but that's fine. Yeah. Journalists will go where, where, they, where they think there's news yeah. and yeah. stories, and most of the time they're, they're being investigative or reflective. But what I'm talking about is the, the multi-purpose, dynamic, social platform for debate, discussion, even our intellectuals should be should be heard on 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 things like SAFM or or our young people should be in social debate on a national radio station that's more than popular music. We don't hear but, voices and mindsets. Yeah, but the control of you know information and knowledge is the most mm. effective weapon that those who are in charge are able to determine what you think, how you think, and for how. No, in watch environment. So, um, any state information organ is always you know, a subject of political uh, manipulation by anybody. Um, whether it's the ruling party, opposition party, the one to have hands of all. Even the, um, the media, particularly the mainstream media that we have, um, which is controlled you know, not by government but the private sector. Well, we've we've uh, got the best determines it determines the um the the, the 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 type of information that we have, which are called that. I mean, it becomes a weapon for systematic emptying of the knowledge that people have and the placement of the knowledge that is acceptable by those who are in charge. But we're not even having cultural discussions. We're not even no. hearing <clears throat> our poets. We're not even hearing our our, our lost indigenous music. What we are getting, and, and it is sad, I'll, I'll use a, a world-class example, and this is not because the one is better than the other, but just diversity in media. So if you were to take the BBC, it's split up into various social cultural offerings that says there's an offering for young people, here's an offering for, for classic music lovers, here's an offering for radio dramas, here's an offering for political debate, here's an offering for sport uh, news and, and, and views. There, there is certainly even in a natural media mix, 
even the opportunity for cultural diversity. But it has been the, the subject of political you know, attempt course, to manipulate it completely. Um, using the, um, the funding mechanism that is being used. So, I mean, for, for me, the, uh, the BBC has always been seen as an independent entity. But when you look at sometimes, you know, mm. in, in the manner in which news you know, is being reported, yeah. uh, you can see that, you know, they are actually partisan. But, uh, but I'd, like to say, I'd like to say that's yeah. always going to be the case around news. Yeah. But what I'm yeah. talking about in our social development, and I mean our yeah. social development, we're, we're not yeah. developing a country of, of, I would almost want to say, resensitized patriots. And we don't, yeah. we're, we're not using healthy platforms of, of cultural sharing. Um, we're, we're literally creating a new paradigm. So... Uh, on the SABC, you will find an Afrikaans-only radio station. You will find a Zulu-only radio station. But somewhere in between, when does the Afrikaans and the Zulu speak to each other? You know, where do they meet in, 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 in social conversation that the media can reflect? So we're, we're certainly not building that. And then, of course, the arts and culture component. So just yeah. just saying in this mix, do you think yeah. we now have the opportunity, maybe from this SABC inquiry, to start asking what must the SABC do? What do you think its yeah, real it, service should be? Of course, it should be playing a major role in the um, uh, development of you know, uh, languages, you know, cultures, Mm. Um, because even if you know people fight for a common culture, there always been room <clears throat> uh, for individual cultures. Even even in the UK, I mean, <clears throat> the Scots, the Irish, the Welsh, they fight for their own identity mm. uh, within the context of the BBC or any other radio station. So Definitely. for me, they, um, there's nothing wrong. Actually, you know, it should be encouraged that the SABC must develop, particularly indigenous languages. Uh, that have been so moved. I was talking to someone that when I went to university, there was no Afrikaans, there was African Netherlands. Uh, but today, Afrikaans, the very the youngest language in Africa, can produce doctors, engineers, astronauts. But you can't produce a scientist in Zulu, Kozak, Joanna, uh, and Bedi. There's fundamentally something wrong with that. So, so pride in somebody's language should not be uh, seen as a... You know, um, an instrument by means of which that particular language should be advanced at the expense of other languages. So, so yeah, the point would be valid <clears throat> if we're saying that, you know, the, uh, uh, we're using, you know, I have nothing against, you know, promoting Africans. Yeah. Uh, but I always say that, you know, I, I don't want to join the pattern whether we should teach taught in Africans or in English. I rather want to understand why can't I be taught my mother tongue. Yeah. At the same time, be able to understand English and Afrikaans. Yeah. And and those are the debates we should be having on a yeah. public media platform, so we can talk about social intersections. Yeah. You know, where our minds meet, where our debates happen, where we can have our historical discussions. <laughs> I find it fascinating when you listen to something called national public radio in the U.S. Yeah. You will have a dedicated program on a yeah. historical <coughs> moment. Can you believe yeah. it? You'll, you'll have a dedicated program that will say that um, battle, you know, during the, 
uh, American Civil War or that indigenous um, Native American uh, hero, and you will be able to listen to what literally is the discovery of culture. Now, we, we are not that kind of media. We seem to have bought into a structural paradigm that says the SABC must sell back to us radio and television that looks very commercial. But it's because, at least in part, it's also exposed by the fact that, you know, it also depends on advertising. The moment the public or national um, institutions such as the SABC has had a big segment of its own program funded by the private sector, it is bound to be controlled by the commoditization of the production of news and circulation. So it has to respond to that, you know. And I think there's an obligation, perhaps on the part of the state, to totally fund SAPC and also, more importantly, allow people to manage the SAPC on the base of skill and knowledge, you know, journalism, information, mm. dissemination, rather than, you know, political affiliation. And now we need um, Professor Harry. We're going to take a short break. Professor Harry Ngakulu is with us. He is our political commentator of the week that was. What was your political week like? You can join us. We had an interesting diversion there into the role of media and specifically after the SABC inquiry. I'm pretty shocked that all of it can just be put into that one box of politicization or corruption. But I think there's a bigger issue how does it serve the people? So please do come online, 021-446-0567. You can join the conversation. Anything that you want to talk about, we would love the political week that was. What did you look into? And then there's one more thing. Malabongwe, my favorite um, soap opera is the ANC Youth League. Wow, what a soapy. What a soap opera. If you really want to watch... A, a soap opera with drama and statements that just, it's like a family, you know, that has these very rebellious young cousins and brothers and sisters. Then the Young Communist League arrives at the party and you're suddenly finding yourself right in the middle of the best soapy ever. I don't know how Colin, what is Colin Mane here? I mean, I don't know how he thinks, but I'd love to understand who's writing his drama script. Because, man, if you, you, you couldn't make up the stuff that the Youth League is now doing and saying. And when you look at him, you think, what, my brothers and sisters, do you represent in young, um, I would almost say diverse, intelligent Youth with a purpose. What do you represent? You look like cheerleaders for certain politicians, you know? Like you represent just that camp. Man, I'm afraid of him. I'm actually afraid of him. If that's our future, and if that's our future political leadership, we have bigger problems than our president.
We are talking about the political week that was. Professor Harry Ngakulu is with us. He is our political commentator, fresh voice and opinion. And Prof, we've got Rob from Fishhook. Wants to talk about the SABC. So let's see if we can bring Rob online. Hey, welcome, Rob. Hello, Vernon. Good to it's chat. It's me again. <laughs> no, it's lovely to chat to you. Um, no, I was chatting with some friends, you know, mm-hmm. about I love classical music of all kinds and a great fan of, of our local opera. I don't know whether you've been to any of the Cape Town operas, have you? I've only been once. You know, the singers are wonderful. They're doing Rigoletto. We're going to go on February. And they, the singers are fantastic. They are the top singers in the world, you know. Like, you would probably have heard of Pretty Yenda, for example. Yes. And uh, Lucky Luciano and uh, Paul, I can't remember her surname. They've got the most beautiful voices. And I'd love to hear them on our radio. And I'd love a selection of classical music. I'm suggested... Um, in my SMS, we had a program on a Sunday afternoon. Could be either SABC mm. one, two, or three, uh, where we could hear these beautiful choirs we have and all these lovely singers and orchestras. Because I miss it, you know. When when SABC first started, we had lots of classical music. You won't remember because it really was quite a long time ago. In black and white, and we had these. No, I remember. I was there you when remember? TV switched on. Yeah, and hear the music. Oh, I'd love that. You know, we're really missing it because I like all kinds of music, but that's my first love, you know. Would it be so difficult for you now just, and and I, Prof can come in at any point, but would it be difficult for you now just looking at the SABC and understanding why it's become so, I don't know, if it's obsessed with, with uh, foreign uh, content and when it does give you local content... It's basically all about soap operas. Yes, I I would agree with you, that's absolutely right. Um, You know, there's there's so many opportunities for intelligent discussions and that sort of thing, and we don't seem to have them. On general topics, it doesn't have to be political. It can be just Mm -hmm. a sharing of ideas and cultures, you know. I think I heard you saying something like that, and I thought, oh, that's very sensible. It's a way we can get to know and understand each other. Yeah, better, we don't know? have cultural discovery because we actually don't have simple television programs that, that takes us into the world of how do uh, our cultures intersect, where are they growing from, and what are their history. Yes. It's going yes. to be it's going to be a challenge, I think, and I'm and sure. we might wake up to the fact that we're not helping our children to get a perspective other than a Western American. Um, what's it, media? Absolutely, and with, with all the wrong values too. Yeah. I mean, there are some, some, some not soapies, but you get things like call the midwife and um, that sort of program, which really bring out the best in people. But the American programs are <laughs> all what, what we used to call scoop, skit and donut. <laughs> <laughs> but we're flooded with them. Rob, thank you for your call. I'm going to go back to Prof. And, and Prof, when you listen to Ordinary Folk talk about you know, what, what they'd like from their, their national media. I mean, it's, it's, it's a lived context. I mean, this is our social experience. Surely we don't want a country where young people just want what they think of as the Hollywood lifestyle or the American excess that you see. I think his problem is the um, um, market-driven, you know, um, mm. Um, 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 news distribution. Uh, 
because if you look at the SABs or other stations, the the, the, the focus is on uh, the ratings, listenership in the SABs, so that at least you know uh, they can also get you know um, um, adverts that come into play. So they are also that's how I say that you know perhaps then you know um, an institution like SABC should be completely funded by the state, so that you know they, 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 there's no room for indirect manipulation of the direction of information distribution, because you know the, you, you look at the number of you know, uh, soap operas within the SABC, there are many. You check before eight. Um, which is the prime time mm. when the families are together there, but they're targeting the um, uh, the, uh, the the listenership. Um, you go to you know one, two, three. It's all occupied by you know the uh, the dramas that you know take place there, which are mainly highly commercial, um, even if they were not highly foreign. Uh, but mm. also that you know they doesn't give any room. For more in-depth discussion of this type of thing, that the type of thing that you get from the BBC, you can listen to. Yeah, so and wouldn't we? Wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't we need a little bit? And I, I'm sure in in your work, in, in the social political discussion, isn't just yeah. about uh, political parties. You know? Yeah, no. It's it's, Actually, it's that's, that's more important. I was talking to somebody that you know the um, the era of political discussion of the 70s and mm. 80s is gone. There's no longer any political discussion at the moment. We spoke about um, conscientizing it, ourselves yeah, yeah, in the yeah, 80s, yeah, and we yeah, would sit in youth groups, and someone would talk about political systems, someone yeah. would talk about uh, the issues of, of the body politic versus yeah. corporate, and all of those things were, were, were very dynamic. They, you know, they got you arguing in a, in a colorful and... I would almost say a productive way, not not the the politics of popularity or or the brand politic of your party, but the actual. I'm, I'm hoping that you know the um, after this uh, investigation by the subcommittee, I'm mm. on the SABC, um, we will have a new, perhaps you no know, well-focused SABC. Even the type of people that they want to bring in the entering board, you know. Uh, it, it encourages me that because the, perhaps there's a you know the new direction. But I also wanted to comment. And I agree with those that you know they, they are not recommendations because to give mm. recommendations before people are, are asked to make input, those who have been you know interviewed uh, would have led to situation in which you know if they get very militant and uh, well thought out you know inputs from those who have been interviewed, they will have to change recommendations. Perhaps it's better uh, for the ad committee, ad hoc committee to wait until those who actually were called before the committee have actually responded to the draft report that the ACDC has produced. So, so you but feel it's me, practical not to put the recommendations in till you have the responses? Yeah, yeah because, I mean, they still have to send this report before mm-hmm. they finalize it uh, to those people who have been you know, um, interviewed. You know, the former chairperson, Dr. Ngubane, had self threat yeah. action, which is right. But I think, to be fair enough, you know, they must be given. That's why... Of course, even the public protector has got that type of approach. Preliminary report given to the people to make comment before finalization. So it's, for me, it would have been to put the horse, uh, cut before the horse, if there is a recommendation. Mm-hmm. And then they get input from the people who have interviewed with more information, relevant complaints, then they have to change again the recommendation. So it will make sense for them to wait 
uh, for this input to be made in and then finalize the report. But I want to say that it's good that they wait, but surely this is going to influence even the president on, on the level of, or the presidency, on the level of the next, you know, SABC board. They cannot get away with what's been done before. No, it won't be the same SABC that we mentioned now. It might have some other weaknesses, but it won't be the same because yeah. there have been a public disclosure of the problems and there have been an acceptance of that there are problems. Even within uh, political parties, it's not only the SABC, but even the other parties, because they, 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 the problem the, the, the SABC are not only the problem of the ANC, they are also problems of political parties, individuals who have, want also to move their own inputs. Um, that direction of the news should be this way. So we might end up with a better perhaps SABC than we had, we had had before, mm. since I, 1994. I want to, in, in the limited time we have with you, talk about some of the figureheads that oh, all the tension around Ria Pieja is clima- climatic now, now that the Klaassen Inquiry is saying she's not fit to hold office. Hello? Prof, what do you make of Ria Pieja's um, current state. Now the inquiry into hers found she's not fit to hold office. Yeah, I think um, yeah, it's one of the things that they accepted. You know, and mm. I think one of the good things after 1994 is that you know there's no longer any hiding place uh, for public officials and individuals. Uh, she can also challenge, of course, uh, she had so intended to do so. To do that, but nobody ever really thought that you know things could be better. I think there should be a move away from appointing uh, civil heads of the um, SAPS or the uh, Correctional Services. They must appoint uh, these heads from the um, professional uh, police officers when they will understand. She, she came into an environment that's completely different from where she worked. Uh, and I thought, you know, and a number of people thought that way, that perhaps was a mistake. At the beginning, 94, 99, we could have a focus on a civilian, you know, appointee, uh, because we can't transform. But I think now that we have 21 years down the line, we must resort to the system appointing actually career police officers to be the police commissioners rather than somebody wow. taken from outside. I appreciate that. And I must yeah. say, looking ahead in the, in, into the next week, surely we feel this American, new American president's uh, presence on on global politics. Anything from yeah. your side on, on Trump? We've just been watching yeah. now live. He's signed yeah. another restriction bill on immigrants. Yeah. He wants extreme I think, I think he's the is the worst you know, um, president they've ever elected, and, and I was watching him. Um, the fact that he said they can be corrected by his um, generals and so on, you know, sure. indicates very clearly that he's not prepared for that. He doesn't know. He's a very naive, you know, person who thinks that he can develop a national American economy. It is no longer possible. This is an era of monopoly capitalism. There's no room, for, even America survives because of, even Mexico might be a small country, but they still need Mexico. Mm. So for, for me, that to, to rebuild, you know, reintroduce uh, a national economy in America, it's uh, the highest level of naivety that I've ever had. It's not possible. This man is a very dangerous figure in global politics, 
And yeah. in what will be his first hundred days, he has been very destructive on his but own home front. problem with him. But his problem is that, you know, <clears throat> he wants to keep Muslim out of America. But you forget that the Americans live in Muslim countries. So, so you know, they, if they t- don't <laughs> They've got to deal with it, yes. <laughs> yeah, you still have to deal with that, you see. It's as if it's a one-way traffic. Like they say, the yes, the blowback yeah. is... Yeah. Your citizens suffer. Yeah. You know, you know, it, it can't be dealt in that way. So you could just say that, you know, uh, in the a period in which, you know, the national, the international economy has got mm-hmm. problems, uh, the industrialized countries resort to racism in order to, you know, to try to resolve their own problems. Professor so Harry, problem that you have. Yeah. thank you for your time, sir. Thank you for thank being you. with us. We appreciate you your perspective. Much. Professor Harry Ngakulu is in Johannesburg.